I'm Ethan Majok, and welcome to The Point. This week we're following up on stories that have been developing for nearly a year. First, the March 2016 shooting of teenager Robert Dentman. Gainesville police officers and Alachua County Sheriff's deputies shot and killed him one night when he appeared to be carrying an assault rifle around an apartment complex. But they also fired off a lot of rounds into nearby apartments. The gun turned out to be a replica, and we'll hear from an attorney who's now suing the city and sheriff's office on behalf of someone whose apartment was hit by real police bullets. It's also time to check in and see how lead testing in Alachua County Schools is going. And for Find Out Florida, has all the recent rain helped a local lake get its water levels back to where they used to be? We've got the answer. But first, Robert Dentman. We were scanning the civil court docket this week when a case popped up that listed the co-defendants as the City of Gainesville and the Alachua County Sheriff's Office. When we pulled up the filing, we saw it related back to that March 2016 shooting. This is sound from a video that a bystander captured that night. Reporter Arne Holcomb called attorney Robert Rush, who filed the suit, and you're about to hear her interview with him. Up front, we want to tell you we reached out to both the sheriff's office and the city. A Gainesville police spokesman declined comment, and the sheriff's office didn't return our calls. We'll be watching for law enforcement's response in court in the coming months. And for now, here's Arne. Shirley Johnson, the plaintiff, was she? did she have any relation to Robert Dentman? No. No. And she just lived in the apartment complex, I'm guessing? Yeah, she was just there at her house, minding her own business. When bullets came flying through her front front of her house. She was sitting in her home when bullets came flying in. Uh, don't you think that upset you pretty much? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, her TV, her sofa, uh, you know, the physical damage is uh, small compared to the emotional damage of sitting in your own home and having the police riddle it with bullets. I mean, there were nine officers that opened fire and emptied their guns. And so what, I guess, is the following steps after you guys already filed the... Well, we, we, you know, we, we intend to pursue it to a jury trial to get justice. Jurors will hear the case and make an assessment of what damage, if any, they believe were incurred by Ms. Johnson and um, what uh, type of compensation, if any, they think that she deserves. Okay, and there's one last question. Is there anyone else in the apartment complex that has reached out to you so far about damages that have been caused because of this shooting? Uh, I have spoken to other people, yes. Yeah, and Miss Shirley Johnson was the only one who was, I guess, adamant on pursuing? Well, no, no, I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's a timing thing, and hers is the first action that I'm filing. Rush says he's also representing the family of Robert Dentman, the teenager who was killed. Back in the spring, we reported on the concerns of two researchers in Tallahassee who think just about every school district in Florida might have unsafe levels of lead in the drinking water. We asked the Alachua County School District if they've ever tested, and the answer back then was no. So when will they start? 
Reporter Daniela Hurtado tried to get an update on the progress. I spoke to the school board and GRU. Their hope is a system of testing will roll out sometime after this summer. But with 29 schools to test, including some old buildings with old pipes, some teachers say the answers need to come quickly. If I can get it done faster in my own classroom, that'd be great. Keely Bird is a special education teacher in Alachua County. She's worried about water quality in schools after a report that most Florida schools do not test for lead in the water. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, one of the main health effects of lead exposure in children is a loss of IQ points. Though the EPA has set a safe level, the doctors argue there's no safe level, and they estimate 24 million children in America are in danger of losing IQ points due to low lead exposure. They're under a lot of other stressors, and a decreased intellectual capacity is not going to help them in their lives. Bird is willing to buy kits online to jumpstart testing, but GRU and the Alachua County School District are organizing a systematic approach. GRU Water Specialist Tony Cunningham. We're talking about a protocol where we would go to various schools and do lead testing, lead sampling, and then send that to a certified lead lab. GRU brought up the issue last summer. Alachua County Public Schools spokesperson Jackie Johnson. Since then, we've been doing some prelimi preliminary work. So we've been surveying our buildings, surveying all of our chillers, water fountains, bubblers. That's stuff that has to be done when you're developing a plan. A start date for a school testing program has not yet been announced, but GRU regularly tests its water system. We've been sampling lead, uh, meeting all the requirements with that for the past 25 years and have always met those requirements. The concern with lead is internal plumbing in a building or a home. A recent trial run was conducted at Meadowbrook Elementary, the newest school in town. The school district says some of those results were considered false positives, so they have to reassess their protocols. As for teachers like Keely Bird, she's anxious for proof that tap water is safe in all schools. When I tell my students all the time it's safe, I'd like to believe that it is. GRU does not supply all 40 schools in Alachua County. About a dozen have other water service, but the district hopes GRU can train school employees so they can tackle the testing in other schools, which are mostly in outlying communities. If you've driven through the eastern part of Alachua County at any point during the past decade, you've probably seen lakes with rather low water levels. Some are worse than others, and listener Jerry recently asked us about Lochlusa Lake. He wanted to know if the water will ever get back to its former level. Reporter Christina Morales looked into it, and she found out from the St. John's River Water Management District that the drought earlier this year didn't drain the lake down quite as much as some people living there seem to think. In fact, the lake hit a low point five years ago, in June 2012, toward the conclusion of the worst drought the area has seen in the past decade. The recent rainfall this summer has the lake a few feet above that 2012 low point, and Christina also learned it's not just about rain. There are sinkholes under the Orange Creek Basin because of the porous limestone in that area, and a lot of water drains out of the lakes there too. It's like having holes open up in the bottom of your bathtub. The Water Management District says putting in a dam between Orange and Lochlusa Lakes wouldn't help. But the good news is that steady water levels aren't often the best thing for nature. So while a full lake might be nice for the people who built docks for their boats there, the Water Management District says nature often knows best. Check out Christina's full report on our website, wuft.org, with pictures taken 20 years ago versus those taken today, so you can see how much the lake has dropped and how much the hydrilla has taken over. 
Thanks for joining us this week for The Point. Keep your great questions coming to us at wuft.org slash findoutflorida. And join us next week wherever you get your podcasts. Find our daily newsletter at wuft.org slash thepoint. Have a great weekend.